On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the MotoGP season finale at Valencia and the Formula One Brazilian Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rev Hang. I'm your host, Nathan Nevue, and alongside me today is my fellow gearhead and co-host, Ben Bagley. How's it going, Ben? Days are getting shorter, the uh, races are growing fewer, and it's getting far, far colder. Yes, it's getting to that time of year. It's kind of winter, sort of, almost, late fall. Uh, the racing season is winding down to a close. We just finished the MotoGP season last week. And we only have one more race left in the Formula One season. And uh, then that's it. And then um, we get to do our wrap-up episode and end the year off with a bang, hopefully. And, uh, <laughs> you know, wait for three months for anything to happen. <laughs> yeah. Just fun stuff. Thrive on rumors until then. Yeah. I mean, last last season was full of them, so who knows? <laughs> Um, but anyway, let's start with MotoGP. Uh, we had the last race, like I said, of the season this uh, this last week here. Uh, it was in Valencia in Spain. I think there's like three or four races in Spain over the course of the MotoGP year. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll go through the top ten in qualifying to give you some context. Uh, first off on pole position was Jorge Martin, followed by Marc Marquez, Jack Miller, Fabio Quartararo, and Alex Rins in 5th. 6-10 through 10 was Maverick Vinales, Brad Bender, Francesco Bagnaia, Johan Zarco, and Elias Espargaro. Uh, we'll just go through this race really quickly. Uh, Alex Rins took the lead through the first corner after an absolutely blazing start and led the rest of the race. <laughs> he, got, he qualified in 5th and uh, basically passed everyone before they even got to turn 1. It was It was pretty crazy. We had a ton of DNFs this race uh, in the form of Jack Miller, Johan Zarco, Maverick Vinales, Marc Marquez, Paul Espargaro, Darren Bender, and Elise Espargaro. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, the notable talking point is that Ben Yaya rode pretty conservatively, didn't uh, get into too many scraps with people because all he needed to do was score points to win the championship, and that's exactly what he did. He came home ninth place and sealed the championship for himself Very so nice. yeah uh the results of the race were in first place winning the race was alex rins followed by brad bender and jorge martin on the podium four and five were quarteraro and miguel Oliveira. six through ten was joan mir luca marini anaya bastianini francesco vanyaya and franco morbidelli 11 through 15 was Marco Bedzecki, Raul Fernandez, Remy Gardner, Takan Nakagami, and Fabio Di Antonio. And then 16 and 17 rounding off the finishers were Cal Crutchlow and Alex Marquez. And then one more time through the DNFs, we had Jack Miller, Johan Zarco, Maverick Vinales, Mark Marquez, Paul Espargaro, Darren Binder, and Elise Espargaro. So, that was the last race of the MotoGP season in 2022. We had quite a few pretty exciting races this season. Um, tons of high DNF numbers. Uh, we had a couple of kind of damp, wet-ish races. Um, and then pretty pretty awesome comeback from Benyaya to win the title at the end of the season. Yeah, it was my, uh, my first time watching, uh, at least part of slash trying to watch most of a MotoGP season. 
Uh, and the, the main names I remember, I'm going to be honest, are uh, Juan Mir uh, and Alex Rins for crashing a lot. Yeah, they uh, they did crash a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the rest will come. Takanakagami. Takanakagami yep. also had a lot of incidents. And just such um, a, a memorable name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will uh, go through the MotoGP season a little more in depth in our season wrap-up uh, episode in a couple weeks. Um, but as far as the championship goes, it went to uh, Francesco Bagnaia. And so congratulations to him. I think this is his first championship. Um, I'm, yeah, that, that's actually, yeah, it's his first championship. Um, took it away from <laughs> the defending champ, Fabio Cordararo in a pretty tight, uh, pretty tight battle. Nothing to be sniffed at. So, um, good job. Moving on to our paddock news. We've got a couple of things on the list here today. First off, Lewis Hamilton was given an honorary citizenship in Brazil. So he's officially a citizen of, uh, of Brazil. <laughs> it's pretty Very cool. cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was talking about last week. I was talking about how much they love him over there. I don't know if I was expecting that, but uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. going to be honest, I thought he already was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't have surprised me, I guess. Um, but yeah, so uh, now he yeah, holds that title, and he, he said in his post-race interview that he's going to have to vacation there more now, now that he's a citizen. That's the only uh, reason that you would go vacation in Brazil? <laughs> now that he's a citizen, yeah. But he's working on his Portuguese, too. Um, but anyway, also in the panic news uh, from another series we don't talk about much, NASCAR. Joey Logano has won his second NASCAR Cup Series. I think I don't think he won last year. I think he won 2020. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so congrats to Joey. Uh, if, whether you like him or not, and I, I know he's a pretty polarizing driver as they're as there are a couple in the in the world of racing. Um, yeah, that was a, a crazy lead up to him getting his uh, championship because originally it was it came out that it was a completely different driver who won uh, until after they did tech inspection, right? I don't actually know the whole story. I think that was happening. I got most of my news from Reddit. Uh, gotcha <laughs> the so, best news source <laughs> again such a great news source but uh yeah I, I heard there's a little bit of a buzz about that but i am not proficient enough in the whole procedure with nascar races and uh how they verify weights and all that after the race so yeah i don't know i might have to look a little more into that story um because uh, that would be interesting if it was kind of another one of those championships one in a weird way we kind of yeah. had a few of those this year yeah um so yeah well we'll have to see uh well i guess we saw how it played out logano won the championship um but i don't know the details i'll have to look into that more yeah speaking uh, of not knowing many details what do you think about ricardo moving to uh red bull as a reserve driver well it's it's been unofficially confirmed, I guess is how I would put that. Um, <laughs> that Ricardo's going to Red Bull. We we've heard from some sources, various sources of various <laughs> trustworthiness. Um, but I mean, it seems like it's pretty much a done deal. I think. Uh, I don't know. I think he made a good choice of going to Red Bull for a reserve driver instead of as a reserve driver instead of staying at McLaren as one. 
because I know they yeah. offered him that. Um, but I still think if something happens to Logan Sargent in the last race and he doesn't end up getting his super license, I really think Ricardo should consider the option of driving for Williams next year. Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's not glamorous, but I would say having an F1 seat is better than not having one. <laughs> this is true. Ask Alex Elmond. Yeah, but I mean, he's already stated that he does. He he's not going to drive next year, so his eyes are solely set on twenty twenty four. Which I don't know if that's the right call, but mm. that's yeah. the one he's making, I guess. And then also, I guess this is like a impromptu Zoomer rumor segment. Um, we have an unofficial confirmation that Nico Hulkenberg will be replacing uh, Mick Schumacher at Haas. Yeah, and after this qualifying in Brazil, spoilers. Uh, yeah, that that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I don't think Schumacher did too bad in the race. I mean, we'll get into that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Hulkenberg's been out of the sport for what three years now, something like that. Well, two he had three. two races at the start of this season. Remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't score points in any of them. But to be fair, Stroll also didn't. So. I don't know. I know that I know Haas wants a consistent driver, and so, I mean, I guess that's a an okay choice. But we'll we'll just have to see what happens. We don't even know if that's one hundred percent the case yet. We can discuss more after we talk about uh, qualifying in the race. Yeah. So speaking of qualifying, uh, this is qualifying for the sprint race, and then the sprint race uh, end order sets the grid for the Grand Prix race. So qualifying on Friday, we had a shocker on pole. It was a kind of an interesting situation. It was uh, it was wet out, and um, Kevin Magnussen set the fastest lap, and then got very lucky with some red flag timing. <laughs> um, so Kevin Magnussen ended up on pole position, followed by Verstappen, Russell, Norris, and Sainz in fifth, and six through ten was Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Perez, and Leclerc. Just a wild top ten. Yeah, kind of, kind of nuts <laughs> seeing for, seeing Magnuson on pole position in a Haas. Um, yeah, what incredible <laughs> timing with the red flag and the amount of rain that got down on the track during the red flag. Yeah, for sure. George Russell spun off the track on uh, one of his first laps in Q three uh, after Magnuson and uh, well a couple other drivers had already set laps on dry tires. Um, Magnuson's was fastest probably because it was the driest when he went out. He was the first one in the order to make his run. Uh, so Russell spun out, caused a red flag, and then it just started dumping rain, and no one was ever going to improve. So that was the end of qualifying. Yep. So congrats to K-Mag on his first qualifying, and congrats to Haas on their for, on his first uh, pole position, I should say. Not first qualifying. Uh Congrats to Haas for the same thing, their first pole position. Yeah, hopefully um, they can uh, get a few more next season. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but also, speaking of Haas, Mick Schumacher qualified 20th, so you had a Haas in first and last. Yeah, yeah, that's where I kind of got the idea of, oh, I mean, granted, it was very, very special conditions, but if the way Haas sees it, their car is capable of getting to poles now, so the pressure is <laughs> yeah. definitely on. Whether that's right. under normal conditions or not is a whole other story, but I'm sure from their viewpoint, they have a car that got 
pole, and then they have another car, same car with a different driver that got twentieth. So yeah, yeah, it's not the best look if you're Schumacher. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but moving on to the sprint race, Magnussen got a good start actually off the line and made it through turn one in front, which I was not expecting. Uh, he actually led for a solid couple of laps, like two or three laps. Um, but anyway, later on, on lap one, Esteban Ocon forced Fernando Alonso wide into turn four. Uh, Alonso got a little, he had a little bit of a oversteer snap moment and, uh, hit Ocon in his side pod. They kept battling throughout the rest of the lap. And then, uh, Alonso ended up running into the back of Ocon on the pit straight. And, uh, that tore Alonso's front wing off and basically ended his sprint race. Uh, yeah. Not, <laughs> not not great at Alpine. The, they had a rough weekend. <laughs> it was just the start of the craziness that was going to be this race. Oh, yes. Uh, on lap three, Verstappen made his way past Magnussen into turn one. And then after that, Magnussen started quickly dropping back through the field. Pretty much one, one position per lap, it felt like. Uh, back down to about eighth or ninth, I think, is where he ended up. Um, yeah, eighth. Um, so, you know, <laughs> with the drivers that were passing him, I don't think anybody was really surprised, but it was still really cool to see him up at the front of the field for a not insignificant amount of time. Just another reason to hate sprint races. Yeah. <laughs> um, on lap nine, Lance Stroll forced Sebastian Vettel off the, stra- off the track with a really, really late defensive move. Uh, both drivers were able to continue. Vettel was uh, understandably kind of annoyed. <laughs> but he didn't seem surprised, which I think is just as telling <laughs> like, <laughs> how everybody feels about it. The, um, the only other uh, within team rivalry that kind of mirrors the Alpine dynamics is definitely Aston Martin with Sebastian Vettel just watching Stroll continually accidentally sabotage his race. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not not great. And then oh man, dude, Alonso and Stroll next season, I think is going to be <laughs> one of the most entertaining pairs to watch because I think it's just going to be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> the best part is Alpine is still going to be just as dramatic. Oh yeah, because Akon and Gasly hate each other. <laughs> yeah. And like if- they say they say they're going to keep her professional and they can put all their differences aside, but not when 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 the red mist goes down in the Formula One car, it all comes up. <laughs> yeah, have you seen two drivers who are probably more? I don't want to say dramatic, but heated on the track than Gasly slash Ocon. Yeah, that's a. Uh, they're pretty. <laughs> that's gonna be another another pair to watch. Absolutely, and then this could be this race. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but this could also be the beginning of a. Maybe Checo Verstappen rivalry. Oh. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll get into Red, that in a little bit. Red Bull, Rod, uh, no, Red Bull drama tea. Yes. Um, so after Stroll forced Vettel off on lap 12, Rust on Verstappen started battling each other. And to be completely fair, this was one of the best battles of the season. Uh Verstappen and Russell were like they were pushing each other so hard but they kept it so clean it was so so much fun to watch I love it when cars are able to battle each other for 
several laps on end, turn through turn by turn without hitting each other. Doesn't happen too often. No, and I guess that is one nice thing about the sprints is drivers are kind of it's more encouraged to not run into other drivers because you still have the actual race ahead of you. Right. Needless yeah. to say, there are other problems that have a sprint, but that's that's one good thing <laughs> if you need yeah. positives for your list. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the sprint race as a whole. I think, uh, well, see, this sprint race was, I think, the best sprint race of of the ones we've had so far in the last two years. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's cool to have something different every once in a while, but they're moving up to what? Are they doing six next year? Is that what they said? Or something like that. Maybe it's three. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I think they should just do one. And I think if they had it in Brazil, I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah, just do this more. Because the one it... last season in Brazil was also the best of the three. Yeah, just keep so doing think, this exact race every year. I think Brazil is a track that at least suits it better than others. Because um, yeah. you can actually overtake. And it's towards the end of the season, so uh, regardless, there's always going to be some battle for placement in the championships, whether it's for first or second. Right. And yeah, so all the points, even points, the points you get, yeah, the points you get in the sprint race are going to matter more, too. Yeah. So, yeah. We've solved sprint races. Just do yeah, one. Just, drop it, just do one in Brazil <laughs> every year. There you go. Um, so throughout the... Next few laps, Russell and Verstappen kind of battled each other, and Verstappen was able to keep him behind until lap 15 when Russell was finally able to pass Max into turn 4. On lap 19, Sainz was able to make his way past Verstappen as well. Uh, Max actually turned in on Carlos as he was passing him and ended up with damage on his front wing. Um, So Verstappen kind of struggled for the rest of the race and dropped down past Hamilton. Um... But uh, that was at least towards the end of the race for him, so he didn't drop too much. He went to go hang out with his his good friend and buddy, Sergio Perez. Yep. (laughs) At the time, yeah. (laughs) They're such good Uh, friends. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pictures taken moments before disaster. Um, Anyway, (laughs) let's just get to that before we... (laughs) Anyway, um, results of the sprint race... Top 10, well, top 5 were Russell, Sainz, Hamilton, Verstappen, and Perez. 6 through 10 was Leclerc, Norris, Magnussen, Vettel, and Gasly. 11 through 15 was Ricardo, Schumacher, Joe, Bottas, and Tsunoda. And 16 through 20 was Stroll, Akon, Alonso, Latifi, and Albon. Albon yep. didn't finish the sprint race because he had, well, I don't think they ever said what happened, but it looked like just a mechanical failure of some kind. Yeah. And uh, there are a couple changes from the sprint finish to the actual starting grid on Sunday. Yep. Um, Thanks for catching that, Ben. I completely forgot to mention that. Uh, Carlos Sainz got a five-place grid penalty for taking a new power unit, and so he dropped from second to seventh. Um, Also, Tsunoda dropped to the back, I assume, for a power unit change. I didn't actually see the specifics on that. Uh, uh did he get like a he got like a whole new floor didn't he oh is that what it was i think it was i don't know um i think that's about it in terms of penalties yeah, uh, yeah i don't see yeah, any other like ones it. yeah so um 
yeah, that's 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 basically the grid for uh, the race. Um, was the finishing order of the sprint race, uh, but then the penalties applied set the grid for the next race. So getting into the Brazilian Grand Prix, both Mercedes had a good start from the front row and began to pull away from the field a little bit. On the first lap, Ricardo tagged Kevin Magnussen into a right-hander, uh, causing Kevin to go into a spin, and it ended up taking Ricardo out with him. Um, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I can't. Ricardo can't really complain about that one too much. No, that was... Yeah. It was the first of many, well, duh, penalties. Yeah. Um... On the safety car restart that uh, followed that, because uh, there was a safety car to clean up the two cars that were in the wall off the racing line. Um, on the restart, Verstappen and Hamilton actually came together racing each other and damaged both of their cars. Max was actually forced to pit, and Hamilton carried on. The stewards gave Max a five-second penalty for this, which yeah, is that's controversial. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest racing incident I have ever seen in my life. Um but <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Verstappen would have gone except for off the track. It's like they were talking in, in post-race and Max was like, I had a feeling he wasn't going to leave space, but I was already there and I had nowhere else to go. Yeah, if he and had braked, so, he would have just run into Hamilton's rear wheel. It's Max was like literally 85% alongside of Lewis going into the right-hander in turn two. And Lewis gave him absolutely no room and somehow Max is penalized. So I don't know. Max probably wouldn't have made the corner as much as he thought he would have, but at the same time, Lewis did not leave in, in like any space at all. So I think there's faults on both sides, and it should have been a racing incident. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, so Max Pitt and Hamilton was able to carry on. But later on that same lap, Lando Norris tagged Charles Leclerc and sent him into a spin and into the wall. Luckily for him, Leclerc was able to continue after taking a pit stop to change his front wing. I thought Claire was out of the race. I thought so, too. I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and then I saw it in the back. I was like, what? How am I supposed <laughs> yeah, to be there? <laughs> yeah, no, so there was like a yellow flag out, and then all of a sudden the track went green. I'm like, wait, did LeClaire <laughs> keep going? I was like, what? <laughs> they had that green on standby. They were ready. No, yeah. so that was, that was a good job by LeClaire, I guess, to uh, keep his car from being so bent that he couldn't get it back on track. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, he ended up uh, actually making a pretty good race out of it. Yeah. Um, so after that whole snafu, Hamilton dropped back after the damage, but quickly made his way back up to P3. Vettel made his way up to 5th by lap 18, uh, driving like an absolute madman. I, I just love that Vettel's actually competitive at the end of the season. Man, it's if really only good we had see. this from day one. Yeah, if Aston Martin actually made, like built a good car from <laughs> Imagine the Imagine if they had made a competitive car from the first race. Oh man. If we saw like Aston Martin and Seb up there fighting where like Akon and Bottas well no, uh in the championship, uh yeah, like Akon, Norris and Alonso. I would have loved to see him just battling Alonso all season. That would have been so much fun. <laughs> Alonso and Vettel, yeah, that would have been great. Um, but back to the race on lap 45, Hamilton passed Perez for P2. 
Uh, on lap 52, Norris pulled to the side of the road with an engine failure, which caused the second safety car of the race. On lap 61, the race restarted, and there was a, quite a bit of movement in the midfield. There was for pretty much the whole race. It was hard to keep up <laughs> uh, with yeah. all of the movement going on. It was, it was such a good race. Um, on lap 63, Carlos Sainz passed Perez, and then the next lap, Leclerc passed Perez. So Perez's tires started falling off at the end of the race, and everyone behind him was on fresh softs. There was really not much he could do. Um, yeah, there was a lot of really good pit strategy and changes going on this race. Oh, for sure. Lots of, like, three- and four-stop races. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, I love seeing that. For sure. Um, at the end of the race, Verstappen made his, three, his way through the field. Uh, he ended up passing Perez on lap 67. And Red Bull promised Checo that they would have have uh, Max let him back by if he couldn't get past the cars in front of him. And uh, that didn't happen. Unfortunately, over the radio, they couldn't see Max Verstappen crossing his fingers behind his back. Yep. Yeah. yeah it was... Well, we'll get into that in a little bit <laughs> in a second here. <laughs> um, the fastest lap of the day went to George Russell, and driver of the day was Lewis Hamilton. Uh, and I actually agree with that driver of the day. I think it could have gone to Hamilton or Leclerc, and I would have been happy. Yeah, um, or even Sainz had a, a pretty good race. Yeah. Because he started, uh, what, seventh? Well, he started, yeah, seventh, I think. But Leclerc was like, at the end of lap seven, he was in last place, and the full pit stopped down, and then he made his way all the way back up through the field to finish fourth. That is that is fair, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think Hamilton was also deserving. He had damage on his car and got kind of tagged and sent backwards for quite a bit and made up a large large deficit to his teammates in second in uh in first i should say um so the results of the race uh, on the podium was russell hamilton and science fourth and fifth were leclerc and alonzo six through ten was verstappen perez Ocon, batas and stroll 11 through 15 was Vettel, Joe, Schumacher, Gasly, and Albon. 16 and 17, rounding off the finishers, were Latifi and Tsunoda. And then we had three DNFs. And it was Norris with an engine failure. And then Magnussen and Ricardo crashed out. Yeah, so I didn't realize that Tsunoda finished the race. Because uh, after that last restart, he's pretty much pulled over to the side of the track letting everybody pass. Yeah, well, he did that because... It was it was such a weird situation. Uh like they let the lapped cars unlap themselves, but I think Sunoda got like halfway through the field before he stopped unlapping unlapping himself. I don't even know what happened. But uh he never he never yeah. actually passed the safety car and so on the restart he was already a full lap behind the other like air quotes lapped cars because he didn't actually pass the safety car. So there was literally no point in him continuing to race, so he just pulled over to the side on the restart to let the rest of the field lap him. <laughs> so weird. It was kind of sad. <laughs> it reminded me of Abu Dhabi last year when <laughs> half the field didn't get to unlap themselves, and so their race was just over. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's another, <laughs> another story. <laughs> that horse has been so beat to death. Yeah. Um... So George Russell won his first race in Brazil this this uh, this week. 
Yep, I think it was pretty well deserved. I, I'd say so too. I think uh, he deserves a win after after the season he's had. He's finished in top five for most of the races uh, that he's finished. Uh, he's ahead of Lewis Hamilton in the championship. He's kind of been Mercedes' consistent driver this season, so I think it's it's cool that he got his first win. Yeah, I like to uh, meme I, I, on him, but uh, he's actually been doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Verstappen made life more difficult for Perez next weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So here's the deal. <laughs> on, on the last lap, Verstappen was probably about five seconds ahead of Perez, and his team said, if you can't catch Alonso, slow down and let Perez pass <laughs> for, for points in the championship. Um, Verstappen basically said, I already told you before, I'm not doing that, and you know my reasons. So I stand by that. And uh, he didn't let Perez pass. Do you know what his reason was? Uh, The rumor going around is that in Monaco, Sergio Perez, he had that crash in in qualifying that put him on pole and denied Verstappen a chance to go for pole. And the, the the rumor that I have heard is that Perez behind closed doors told Helmut Marco that he did that on purpose and that got to Horner and it eventually somehow got to Max and so Max thinks that Checo crashed in Monaco taking him off full on purpose and so that's why he did this and that he said that after the race they talked about it and shook hands and basically the sentiment I got from Max in the post-race interviews is now we're even. Because he said that he said that if he can help Checo in the next race with the championship, that he's gonna. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so helpful. if I were to help him in the last race of the season, when he's tied with Charles Leclerc, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's just it feels one. childish from Max a little bit. <laughs> I lost a little bit. Of, I lost quite a bit of respect for Max actually after that. Uh, yeah, it just seems like a really childish thing to do <laughs> i mean come on he's helped you so much not even just last season but this season and yeah yeah it's like i understand maybe you're upset at him for that but he's done you a lot more than just the two solids or whatever <laughs> yeah and monaco is a long time ago that's a long time to hold it, be waiting and holding that card in your pocket until right. brazil and then you're like, oh, when yes. you've already won the championship, like it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, it, uh, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth. I can't even remember what I got for groceries last week. Much less, oh yeah, Checo Perez definitely uh, ruined my pole position in Monaco <laughs> yeah. months ago. Yeah, I don't know if that's the real reason. Like, I I really hope that they can move past this, but I. Man, if I was Checo, I would not be happy. Yeah, and this is all unsubstantiated. None of this is actually coming from Red Bull or an official source, but... Yeah, this is kind of just picking up, reading between the lines of what Max was saying. It does um, seem like something Max would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> we'll see how that plays out in the coming weeks and months, and then uh, if it bleeds into next season, I don't know. We'll see, this could be Checo's super villain origin story this was ricardo's <laughs> plan all along yeah a lot of people i saw compared it to multi 21 back with uh 
Vettel and Mark Weber in like mm. was twenty eleven or twenty twelve or something where basically the same situation. I think it was in Turkey or no, it was either Turkey or Malaysia, one of the two. It's not on the calendar anymore. Um where uh Weber was supposed to get past Vettel for the championship. Basically the same situation. And Seb was like <laughs> Seb kinda played stupid instead of instead of uh basically saying i told you i'm not gonna do that he kind of just played dumb and said oh i got scared i thought he was gonna run into me so i didn't let him by (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know same situation and we saw what happened uh to vettel's career after that so we'll see if max ends up winning like three three more titles (laughs) yeah and then goes to aston martin to win zero races yeah who knows (laughs) um what else do we have? Uh, Mercedes looks like the fastest car this weekend, I'd say. Yeah, they've made huge gains even since the last couple of races. Yeah, they are definitely looking on top of it. And with the whole off season and them having more development time than Red Bull, not only because of Red Bull's penalty, but because they uh, are finishing lower than them in the championship, I would not be surprised if we had another Hamilton Verstappen fight for the title next season. Or with Russell. Possibly even Russell sprinkled yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Checo, if Checo can figure out the car, but that's a big if. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see where Ferrari's at, but right now Mercedes is looking quite a bit faster than Ferrari. Yeah. And Ferrari still doesn't seem like a team that's mentally prepared to win a championship. No, they even they had a strategy screw up in qualifying. Like they can't go a weekend yeah. without some sort of mistake. They they put Leclerc on wet tires when it was dry out, <laughs> and uh, it didn't turn out well. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. So um, yeah, I, for, for Ferrari needs to evaluate their strategy team. I I really don't think. Benotto is is the right guy for the job because he just keeps saying nothing's wrong. No, you know how when like you make a a new sim in Sims three, and they always think they're doing really good, but they'll like spin around a whole bunch of times until they're starving, and then yeah. their house will burn down. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll go to work the next day. That's kind of what Ferrari reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a sim at this point, just kind of spinning in circles, waiting for someone to actively like click on him and take control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to put it, Ben. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go make a sim really quick, actually. Do uh, it. That looks like Benota. There you go. You got the Harry Potter glasses and everything. Oh. Um, but, um, yeah. Not not great from Ferrari. They did end up kind of rescuing the weekend a little bit, uh, sort of. But at the same time, their primary rival Mercedes uh, got a one-two. So um, overall, kind of an L for Ferrari this weekend. But they've they've still got a decent lead. There's like twenty points or something like that. Let me see what is it. Nineteen, 19 points. points. Going, Nineteen point lead going into the last race of the season. So. They do need to have both their cars finish, probably, I'd say, top six to make sure they secure that. Yeah. If one of their cars DNFs and Mercedes gets third or fourth or gets podiums, then... Yeah, uh, it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, we had another Verstappen Hamilton incident this race. Uh, Mark went down on the calendar. Dear diary, today Max and Vers- <laughs> Max and Hamilton had another collision. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. And in a post-race interview, Hamilton, when asked about the collision with Max, he was like, well, that's Max for you. <laughs> Basically, what? what he said. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh. That's, classic uh, Max. Classic Max. I was like, man, you turned in on him. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's No one's ever going to take blame for stuff like that. Uh, it's just, oh, this was such a great race. So much happened. <laughs> Very different from Uh, Mexico. Yes. Lance Stroll drove dangerously this weekend, uh, in the sprint race especially. Um, He just has this nasty habit of blocking people, which is illegal. (laughs) And he keeps getting 10-second penalties for it. Um, He's trying so hard. (laughs) I don't know. It's like I feel like he didn't used to do this. This feels new. But maybe not. I don't know. Oh, no. It's just, he's going to cause a massive accident someday if he keeps doing that. He's he's come close to causing two in the last three weeks, so. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like Stroll is one of those drivers who's actually gotten progressively worse the longer he's been in F1. Yeah. He's always been, like, average at best. <laughs> yeah, but I seem to remember when the cars were pink, he was actually doing pretty well. Yeah, with the old regs, he, uh, in in that one season, I think it was 2020, where they had the pink Mercedes, uh, yeah. where they got, I think they got, no, they got fourth because they had a 15-point deduction for copying Mercedes' car, <laughs> uh, that's which put them below McLaren. Huh? I feel like that's the penalty I'd be willing to take if, uh, if you're a racing point. Right. Um... So they ended up fourth in the championship behind McLaren because of that penalty. Um, but they definitely had the third fastest car that year. And Perez won a race. And uh, Lance Stroll had a pole position in Turkey. Right, that's that what I was thinking. Pretty yeah. much the, that was the highlight of his career. Yeah, it's all been downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, his next teammate would be Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel, and then after that, his next teammate is Fernando Alonso, who's just not going to take any any BS from him. I'm so excited. That's going to be fun. I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I wonder how long Stroll's going to stay in the sport. Like, uh... What if he I mean, learns he probably from... could forever, but... Yeah, what if he learns from Fernando Alonso? Fernando Alonso takes an unlikely wing over this this young canadian man and teaches him to be an incredible driver and maybe stop blocking people uh during races or on the other hand alonzo and stroll crash into each other multiple times next season stroll gets disillusioned wants to win races and so goes to like a gt3 series or something yeah or is found dead <laughs> in a ditch <laughs> seems Fernando unlikely alonzo's had enough <laughs> when Fernando snaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Fernando Alonso snapping, uh, Alonso and Akon are not getting along this season. Akon is like, does he has he had a teammate 
that he's actually gotten along with. I think Daniel Ricardo, they did okay together. They did pretty okay together. For the one season they were together. Uh, so f- yeah, that's about it, actually. Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alonso and Akan are hitting each other. Perez and Akan hate each other all the time. Um, who else was his teammate before that? Uh, was that it? I can't remember. I'm so young. I don't remember. But he he's got he's got beef with almost every driver on the grid. It feels like Verstappen hates him. Gasly hates him. Uh, he's just I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> he drives dirty. That's the thing. Is especially with his teammates, he just drives so filthy. Yeah, yeah. Although this race, he did keep his nose clean, and I I kind of understand him wanting to pass Vettel before he let Alonso by. I wonder if yeah. he would have if he hadn't gotten multiple radio messages saying, hey, do this. No, you need to do this. No, Alcon, you need to do this. He's like, yeah. fine, I'll do it, but... Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. He, he kind of kept his nose clean. He had that one uh, in the sprint race where he shoved shoved Alonzo wide, and then Alonzo hit the back, hit him in the... Hit the, like, hit him in the on the on the pit straight oh yeah um, but yeah, that was is. that was more alonzo's fault i mean he said i all kind of weaved a little bit but it wasn't enough to where it was like dangerous i'd say i mean alonzo had plenty more space on the right to move and he just didn't so i think uh that was a little more alonzo's fault and alonzo ended up getting a penalty for it so yeah man um, next season is gonna be so much fun yeah I'm excited for next season. I think we're gonna have another, another really close championship fight between Verstappen and the two Mercs. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I almost wonder if the two Mercedes are gonna get in each other's way. So, well, I don't know. <laughs> More drama. We'll 2016. Oh, it's yeah. Bring back the Hamilton and Rosberg rivalry, but it's Hamilton and Russell this time. Ooh. I don't know. Just knowing George Russell, I could see that happening. I could yep. see it getting toxic really quickly. Yeah, after beating Lewis Hamilton, potentially, well, probably at this point. Yeah, in most the, likely. Uh, in the championship. Oh. Actually, yeah, so the he has beat Lewis Hamilton unless... The only way Lewis Hamilton beats him is by winning and getting fastest lap in the next race with George DNFing. <laughs> or or getting zero points, I should say. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slim chance, though. Uh, Sergio Perez and Leclerc have secured, at the very least, third place. So Russell is now fourth at most. Um just looking at the championship standings here other than that not much has changed uh leclerc did jump over perez uh they're they're actually tied on points right now but leclerc has more wins this season so he takes second place in the championship nothing has changed in the constructors championship um but uh yeah that's kind of f1 for this week uh we'll move on to the overtake of the week Max Verstappen uh, is who I gave it to because he had a double overtake on Akon and Bottas into turn one at Interlagos. Um, yeah, the classic Red Bull late break. Yeah, he made it look pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I almost missed it. I had to go back and I was like, 
wait a minute <laughs> there are two yeah. cars there yeah it was a pretty clean overtake um so congrats to max on that pit stop championship uh i do have to put an asterisk on this one um motorsport.com has not uploaded the pit stop data for the um between the timing lines yet so i had to improvise and go with my secondary source which gives you the stationary box time um so things may change a little bit once i actually get the standings we're gonna use but this is kind of a general idea of who ended up where uh we had perez with the fastest pit stop this time around shocker there at 2.04 seconds absolute banger of a pit stop yep uh, second place was Sunoda at 2.1 seconds, also really good, and Gasly at 2.17 seconds. Um, then we had Sainz and Leclerc, and Latifi, Stroll, Albon, Akon, and Alonso rounding off the points. Uh, really good uh, pit stops from Ferrari, too, at 2.18 and 2.23. They've kind of fallen off on pit stops this season, so for them to be up there again is pretty good for them. Yeah, especially since they're doing so many pits this race. They had yeah. to be on it. They could lose seconds. Or they could have lost seconds if they had gotten it off. But uh, yeah, went off without a hitch. Yeah. So I don't think anything has really changed in the Pit Stop Championship. Nothing super notable, at least. Um, oh, I forgot to change the order again. Uh, so Sunoda passes Gasly to take P3. And Leclerc passes Norris to take P6. Uh, doesn't look like too much past that. I think Stroll moves up a spot. That looks like about it. Um, so let's go on to our predictions for the Brazilian Grand Prix. I think I think you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Uh, top five to remind everybody was Russell, Hamilton, Sainz, Leclerc, and Alonso. My guesses were Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz, Hamilton, and Perez, with Vettel as my dark horse. There is a little bit of green in there, I see. Yeah, I got Sainz right in P3. That was that was it, though. Better than me. I had Hamilton, Verstappen, Russell, Perez, and Sainz, with Gio as my dark horse. I took a swing, and I absolutely missed. Swing, swing and a miss. <laughs> um... Joe didn't do too bad. He got 12th, but still didn't pick up any points or anything. Uh, but, uh, I mean, honestly, the Hamilton guess wasn't a bad guess, and if he didn't crash with Verstappen at the beginning of the race, he probably would have had a good shot to win. Um, but, so, fastest lap. Uh, went to George Russell this week. I guessed Leclerc. And I guessed Verstappen. Okay. And driver of the day went to Lewis Hamilton, and that is what we both guessed. To the surprise of absolutely no one. Yep, Lewis Hamilton got driver of the day. Um, I would say pretty deservedly so. And uh, yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't, that. even if it wasn't Brazil, uh, he's definitely still earned that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so moving on to our Abu Dhabi Grand Prix predictions for next week. Uh, I'll go first on my guesses. I'm going to say Hamilton wins this one, followed by Russell, Leclerc, Sainz, and Perez. Uh, and then my dark horse is Valtteri Bottas. And, He's been uh, having some very good races recently. Yeah. I uh, I didn't put Verstappen in my top five. 
Um, I, I, I don't know that. what's that going on. In, yeah, I don't know what's going on in his head, but I feel like there might be a big crash coming up. Chuck is so, letting their rent free right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I am predicting a max for Steph and DNF in Abu Dhabi. Oh. Um, let's hear your predictions, Matt. Uh, ben, I almost <laughs> called you Max. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to try to do a Max Verstappen impression. Um, I had Verstappen <laughs> getting pull. I don't think that he will DNF in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> okay. Uh, followed That's by fair. Russell, who's been having very good races. Perez, who I'm assuming Verstappen won't let by, and I'm assuming Russell won't let him by either. Uh, Leclerc and Hamilton in fifth. And then I have Vettel's by Dark Horse. I really hope he gets just a surge of 2012 Red Bull energy and just screams past the grid. Yeah. I want to see Vettel doing donuts at the end of the race. Yes. That's what I want. I want Vettel and Ricardo and I guess Max since he won the championship. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't think they did donuts last year, but last year I feel like donuts would have been a little inappropriate. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want Ricardo, Vettel, and Latifi. All the drivers who aren't coming back for next season. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Latifi. Yeah, Latifi. How those could I three about him? doing donuts to celebrate a successful season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so fastest lap prediction, I went with Leclerc. And I went with Russell. That is his purpose. Although this yep. last race in Brazil does prove that he can get pull. Yes. <laughs> uh, driver of the day, I went with Sebastian Vettel. And I went with Daniel Ricciardo. Both drivers who, like we mentioned, will no longer be there in 2023. I, I think we uh, did that for the same reason with a different driver. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. All right, Ben. So that's, that's all we got for for race talk this week uh do you have any words of wisdom for our wonderful listeners oh boy do i okay i went camping this weekend it is rapidly approaching winter uh i camped in the columbia gorge which if you're not familiar is very cold so my my words of wisdom to you today are uh dress warmly and definitely don't be afraid to overpack if you can because when it gets down to 26 degrees you will not be regretting that you brought an extra coat two extra pairs of socks, and three pairs of gloves. Awesome. Good stuff. Avoid the hypothermia out there, people. It's going to be a cold winter, especially in Europe, from what I hear. Oh. Um, <laughs> but let's not get into that. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode. <laughs> gotcha. No, no, keep going. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Rev Hang. If you enjoyed it, leave a like or rating on the platform you listen on. It really helps us out. If you'd like to follow our thoughts and opinions on the motorsport world, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RevHangMedia. If you have any thoughts or questions about racing or even about us, post a tweet at hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. We'd absolutely love to interact with you guys. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and or myself at 2N underscore squared. While you're at it, go check out our website, RevHang.com, where you can find a calendar of upcoming races, updated standings for the racing series we talk about, along with our often extremely inaccurate predictions for the F1 season. We will return in a week to talk about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, but until then, I have been Nathan. Please come back if you want to hear more about European nuclear winters and global warming. I've been Ben. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, guys. See you guys.